Welcome to Machine Learning. So I'm thinking about uh, machines and how they become an important part of our lives. We uh, one area that that uh, I think really needs to have automation is the shipyards. So. You would think that the shipyards would have uh, a complete automated system because you have containers and everything's in still containers and the crane operators move the containers off the ship onto the dock and then semis pick up the containers. But if there's a labor shortage and you can't move the containers off the dock, then you have a supply chain problem. So, it's fascinating how China has produced so much, many products that we consume and they're being shipped in um, by steel container and then uh, transported to warehouses or distribution centers and then into uh, large facilities where or retail areas where we can consume or buy the products. And so it seems like the materialism and consumerism have become a way of life when we purchase a car we can go select from hundreds of cars on a parking lot when we go to purchase uh, electronics we can go into a store and literally select from thousands of electronic products of various types and functions in fact we even uh, received for Christmas early a Nintendo so that we could play games with our grandchildren. And that's a way we could stay connected. It's a, a fascinating world we live in because people are um, working and communicating remotely, but the technology allows us to uh, communicate to people from a remote location electronically and these are these are some fun things that uh, can be shared with people our grandkids uh, our games another area that I think that uh, could be automated that would be helpful is uh, vehicle transportation. You know, we have so many cars that are driving and we don't have very good driver assistance. And in order to purchase the driver assistance is very expensive. So you have the comma two that can be plugged in, but you have to have a driver assisted system in order for comma two to work. 
I've actually thought about purchasing a vehicle like a 2017 Corolla just so I could have the driver assistance or a Camry, you know, a 2020 quick Camry so I could plug in the driver assistance. And I would, another area I was thinking about this morning is sequence to sequence learning for genealogy. And I'm sure that there are companies that are beginning to look at natural language processing and genealogy and sequence to sequencing, taking existing family trees and then trying to find or make a prediction on individuals that may be part of the tree. And so you could you could descend to an, uh, a known level and then you could have the, the neural machinery look for probabilities in a vast number of uh, genealogical data and train the system to make a prediction on probability of an individual being a family member. So those are some interesting aspects I, I think that uh, we could see and I think that sequence to sequencing could transform genealogy. So that you're having a conversation with the machine talking about uh, relationships. The machine could be giving back dates, stories. And even from the stories, it could be building probabilities that certain identities or entities are a part of that story. So there's some collaborative uh, analysis or even groupings that could occur from stories. So it could learn from personal journals. It could learn from census reports. It could learn from uh, genealogy generational trees. And the computational capabilities are increasing exponentially. So we should begin to expect those kind of interactions and those kind of services so you subscribe to a genealogical service and uh, you begin having conversations with the machine, talking about stories, uploading stories, and it could be searching all known or available public knowledge. At the same time, it could be gathering information through cooperative means where you may be able to plug into, say, Ancestry data if you have a subscription with them. And it can mine the Ancestry data for your ancestors. Neural machinery is going to change a lot of the things that we, we can't do because it takes too much time. I've actually been thinking about how Amazon, Google, and Microsoft have been really missing the whole point of 
natural language processing, which is to increase the speed in which you can integrate to the cloud. So in 2020, if there was a $50 billion jump in revenue for cloud computing, then in 2021, there should be a $200 billion jump. But it won't happen because there's such a, a complex uh, knowledge base required even to move your data to cloud infrastructure, infrastructure as a service. And so I've been talking and thinking about infrastructure as a service. And I've been looking at different Pluralsight um, courses that help me understand what that technology is and how to actually integrate with it. And so, you know, there needs to be more visual systems created by the machine that help explain these complex processes that, and also help navigate you through um, the pipelines or even help you set up pipelines. You know, we do that in software, in Python, C Sharp, we set up pipelines or middleware because the middleware gives us uh, capability to transform our data in the pipeline request and it provides functionality that we could do individually but we lose some element of reuse. So by using pipelines we can uh, abstract our functionality in the, in the process and then we can reuse that functionality. And so for a lot of the things that I'm doing in C-sharp, I'm setting up the pipeline, uh, things like custom exceptions. I have to set up a extension class, a static method, and I put that in my pipeline so that when the exception is thrown, and it detects that it's a custom exception subclass that it calls my static method. OAuth2, middle layer pipeline. Logging, middle layer pipeline. So you can see that uh, middle layer is going to play a more of an important role in software development. Well, that's great for the software developer that understands the middleware functionality and how to integrate it. But what about the company that doesn't know that infrastructure and needs to have that functionality? That's where NLP and advanced programming capability becomes extremely valuable is that the machine listens to what they want and then it figures out what middle layer components are probably going to work to create the output, desired output. So it'll create a pipeline and then 
the user will test the pipeline to see if it does what they expect. And so just like NLP Python programming, you describe what you want and then you see if the results that the computer generated for you um, match to your expectation. And if they you do, you give it a thumbs up. If they don't, you give it a thumbs down. And sometimes the machine is not going to get it right at all. It's just going to talk gibberish. And at that point, you're not going to get anything of value. So there is a risk that there won't the machine won't be capable of giving you uh, a answer that's satisfactory. in the morning in Utah. Roads here are fast. I've been driving for 30 minutes and I've already went from Ogden to American Fork. Which means that I've been traveling uh, over 70 miles an hour. And at times close to 80. Which is incredible because these roads are one, two, three, four, five, six lanes. So I think Utah has largely become like Denver in its ability to move around. Um, another thing that I think would be helpful is use of robotics to build construction structures. I was talking to an in-law this weekend about 3D printing of concrete homes. And at some point, it would be interesting if I could purchase, let's say, 10 acres and then have each parcel big enough that you have some space between you and your neighbor. It's not stacked right next to each other like an apartment, but more like a community and build a 400 square foot structure out of concrete. And so you have a, you know, a place to drive, park a car, you can drive and park your car, a community where you can walk around talk to people, interact, maybe have a garden, community garden, a community playground, um, a community swimming pool. You know, COVID has really been so destructive towards mental health because it's created so much isolation. And COVID's not going away. It'll be here for at least 20 years. But you know, we need this community because the idea of building superstructures like they do in China where you have 40-story apartments with tens of thousands of apartments and you have your floor and you have your room is so detrimental to mental health. Because we are community-oriented 
creatures. We need to uh, interact with each other. The social interaction is pleasant. It's healthy. It's normal. And so moving to this uh, world of isolation has not been normal and it hasn't been healthy. So I was talking to him about that idea of building concrete structures that you could extend the pods. So if you wanted to, you know, add additional room, you could 3D print the additional add-on to your structure. And so you would have, you know, you could have a living space, you could have a sleeping space. You, you know, it could be all in one structure you could have wood walls if you want to put them in, or it could be concrete walls that divide the sleeping area from the living area. You know, let's say you, uh, you move to a 900 square foot home with extensibility to add 400 square foot at a time. So you start off at 900 foot, and then you add 400 square foot, that's 1,300 square foot. My house is 1,600 square feet. But I don't have a way to extend it. It's landlocked and, you know, I, I really cannot extend it. I guess if I had zero backyard and, and I extended out um, an additional certain number of feet, but I, I have uh, certain laws about how far the house has to be from the fence line or HOA rules so the other way is to go up or go down one of the two and uh, those are really expensive options but they are doable options you could build a second floor uh, in your home and the interesting thing about the concrete uh, construction is is that you can print where the windows will be, so they can put, you know, there is some labor there. You can set your frame for where the windows will be and uh, do things like that.